begin. To begin. How to start. Welcome to Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. A podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film Tristram Shandy, a cock and bull story, one minute at a time. Good lord, what is this story all about? Cock and a bull story. Here's your host, me, Robert Black. So, okay. So I'm, I'm here with Alice again. And after our conversation last time about the winners at the Golden Globes, more than like movies of the year, what about movies that weren't even nominated or like? Yeah. What were what were your favorite movies last year? Or that or that were? I mean, let me see. 2019 movies, because I am forgetting all the movies that came out. So many movies. <laughs> Avengers. What? Yeah, Avengers Endgame <laughs> was last year. What? Uh huh. Captain Marvel was last year. Wow. Shazam was last year. It was a long I still year. Shazam. I hated Booksmart. Huh. They tried so hard. Yeah, they tried so hard to be, gosh, what is what is the word? Like, woke and, <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah, right. I was going to say topical, but like, well, I guess it's still topical, but like woke. Yeah. And it just, it just made for a less than funny movie, for sure. Okay. And I mean, and I I, lo- I love Beanie. I mean, Beanie Feldstein's a sentimental favorite, but no. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked Booksmart, but it's been a while since I've. I don't remember why I liked yeah. it. I just remember that I liked it. <laughs> then yeah, Spider-Man: Far From Home. I feel like oh, we talked about that. That was last year too. Yeah, that's pretty good. Hustlers. I don't know what this Oscar buzz situation with J Lo. That's I don't know. She does pretty well in the movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's fine. There's a couple scenes in there where she is, she is a horrible person and it's like, wow, because yeah. she switches like in from being like this nice woman to awful. And I was like, yeah. okay, I get it. I see why people are talking about her. Yeah, it's it's a movie that only could be made because they're women. Uh, so it was men, drugging. Well, it's a true story. It also would have been based on true stories. <laughs> a lot worse, yeah. Yeah. Let's cheer on the characters who are drugging people and, um, that it is a little problematic if you think too much on it, but yeah, very. They got in trouble, you know. Since it's a, it's, it's like the uh, when um the book Lolita came out, like they mm-hmm. he was told essentially you can't have the guy get away with it in the end, and so at the end of the movie he not only goes to prison for shooting the Quilty, he dies in prison <laughs> because then it's a nice moral tale. Oh yeah. my gosh! You have to perfect. pretend it's a good moral story. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so I haven't seen, is it Midsummer? Not, in my head, it's like Midsummer or something. It's, you say Midsummer. Midsummer. Because, like, it just, I, I feel like it's, it's just kind of this, like, aura around it that I'm like, I know it's a horror movie, but I, I, I don't know. There's something. You, you don't like graphic yeah. blood and stuff, right? There Definitely are moments not. in that movie that you will absolutely not like. Most of the movie is not that. Yeah. I didn't like that movie. Well, no. no. I, it's well made. Pissed me off. I it was it was less that I disliked it yeah. and more that I hated it. <laughs> yeah. It was more active dislike. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, like, but that was more storytelling choices by the director. Oh, okay. It's like his previous film, Hereditary. I loved it until about ten minutes before oh, it ended. Yeah. And then about ten minutes before it ended, it switched to. Ugh. Yeah, well, I, love, I love Tony Collette, but I don't know. I don't think I want to see her in anything scary. <laughs> Let's see. But yeah, The Lighthouse. But I haven't. I heard of that one. Lighthouse is pretty good. That sounds like it's just Irishmen, too. Just like the, the poster and just... Well, it, it's... It comes uh, off. Like, I heard, 
The Irishman is long, and Ooh. if you're into mob movies, you'll like The Irishman. Yeah. If you're not into mob movies, you won't like The Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> it's very simple. It's, it's, it's like when I, I started the, the Godfather, and I'm like, I don't know what is happening at all already, mm-hmm. you know, you're just... Right, but then there are people who like love the Godfather series and love Goodfellas and Casino. Yeah. Those people will like The Irishman, yeah. especially because it's some of those same actors having turned into old men. And so it sets up a, it's kind of like the new Star Wars where it, it matters that you have some of the original actors as older characters. Yeah. Cause it's, these are, there are people that we have emotional attachments to, mm-hmm. not just, from this sequel to this one, we cast older versions. Yeah. It's the real people, and that, that makes it feel different. Oh, of course, yeah. When I saw The For- you know, Force Awakens, and I was mm. like, you know, and I have never seen any other Star Wars, but I still felt <laughs> that, like, very, like, warm, you know, oh. You, you know, know who they are you still, You know who they yeah. are, you know, it's that very sweet. And then, I mean, obviously, with, you know, Carrie Fisher's death and everything, it, it just becomes even more poignant mm-hmm. to, to yeah. see her in that in that role. Well, and then you, like for me, I've been watching the Star Wars movies for like literally as long as I can remember. One of the first movies I remember mm-hmm. ever watching was Star Wars. And so it's like, I'm attached to these people. And like yeah. she dies and it's like, that's horrible. And then yeah. the movie, I'm like, now like characters are going to die. And it's like, it's Ugh. sad. Especially, especially spanning so many years. Mm-hmm. At, versus like the, or the alternate thing, like say someone created a nine film series yeah. but cast just an older person version of the character because they filmed him right in a row and then it wouldn't be as it wouldn't have that, that same feeling what's the, yeah what's what's the movie where they filmed it over 10 years boyhood which, yeah, which one years, boyhood boyhood yeah that just reminds me of that yeah well i'm imagining like you make a movie and then you make a sequel that's set like 30 years later yeah and you're going to have to cast a completely different actor yeah. as a person but it won't feel the same as that character who we've now grown up recognizing from that film yeah it gives you off-screen feelings not just on-screen feelings and that's a good way to make a movie and i mean people talk about there being too many like reboots and remakes and sequels but Mm -hmm. i get out more people there's a lot of other movies and there'd be a lot of other movies if you stopped going and seeing the remakes and the reboots and the sequels so much yeah, like Aladdin, which came out, and I mean, mm-hmm. it was fine. It was fine. It made a, it actually, I think, with Jazz, the character Jasmine made some yeah. really good improvements. Yeah. But overall, it was unnecessary because it didn't add much to the overall movie. Yeah, and, and Will Smith was just not a good choice. And it's not about who can fill Robin Williams' shoes or whatever. It mm-hmm. just, it was just not, it just made it like a horrible caricature <laughs> I, I doubt i doubt the uh estate like robin williams wife would have allowed it but it would have been interesting to see a live action remake that still had like an animated genie in it and they just use robin williams oh like- for his energy because that that energy deserves like I, I, that was another actor that was sad when he died like mm-hmm. he died and i like interrupted what i was gonna watch that day for my blog and watched uh the fisher king which is one of my favorite movies he's in like it made me sad because that's that's not a nice story and yeah 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 you get remakes like aladdin you get the ghostbusters movie that's coming out this year oh yeah that that's mm. weird i mean i think the female one was okay i don't mm-hmm. i don't know which it may be a great movie I, I don't generally complain about remakes and yeah. reboots and sequels just because mm-hmm. they're remakes reboots and sequels because some are really good, and some movies 
I wish that people would remake movies that aren't good. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't remake, you don't need to remake Ghostbusters. Yeah. But you could remake, um, I'm trying to think of a comedy from the 80s that was, like, I guess Police Academy was also loved Mm -hmm. in the 80s, but something like that, where you could take the concept and easily update it to the present. And it's a different movie because it's- Turner and Hooch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Turner and Hooch is great. Yeah. My go-tos are a couple horror films, like, uh- my daughter keeps saying she wants to make a movie. I'm like, well, I can write you a script for a remake of Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. She's like, I'm not making a movie called Deathbed. I'm like, no, seriously. You take that movie, you give it a queer context because it's a lesbian couple that finds this cabin with the bed and the guy in the painting is like the patriarchy trying to put them down. I'm like, I have this whole subtext that needs to be in that movie. Because the original sucks. <laughs> it's so boring. But it's a it's a stupid little concept. These people find a cabin in the woods and the bed eats people. That's it. And then for some reason there's a guy inside a painting that talks. Or uh, Beware Children at Play is another one where it's the children in town turn into pagans and the adults have to kill them all. Really, really great simple concept for a horror film. But you t- you take it seriously and you turn it into like what happens when your children actually reject all of your like belief systems and your culture and your only option is to kill all of them. Ugh. That could be taken seriously with the right director yeah, and the right writer. Sure. It'd be really good. The original is just kind of corny and abrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like suddenly they're like, we need to kill them. Okay. They do show them shooting a bunch of children, which is mm-hmm. hilarious if you like horror films and weird stuff like that, but it's awful. Instead, they remake, you know, new Superman movies, yeah. new Batman movies. Or Little Women. Right. For that matter. Well, yeah, I mean, if you can kind of make something more woke <laughs> for for today's, you know, culture. I mean, I don't know how you do yeah. like a Blazing Saddles or something, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even then you get movies like, um, was it a Black Clan? Not Black Klansman. Um, Sorry to Bother oh. You last year was kind of that sort of like irreverent black mm-hmm. comedy. And I mean black comedy as in dark comedy. Yeah. About black people. Like both. Both ways. And so it's like satirical about like culture and all this racism and all this other stuff. And it's, it's saying interesting things, but hardly anyone saw it because it didn't go to that many movies. Cause, well, I won't spoil that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a major thing in the middle of that movie that should not be spoiled. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you, I guess this is coming to my brain now. What do you think will be like a classic? Years from now. Like, I mean, that's, like, modern right now. I mean, I'm sure. Like, from recent movies? From recent, yeah. I think, in a way, as much as I dislike it, I think Joker will be. I think it'll be sort of like Taxi Driver, which it is blatantly aping. Or, ideally, it would get forgotten because it's blatantly aping Mm -hmm. Taxi Driver. I mean, I know it's not as recent, but I was going to say, like, Dark Knight. (laughs) Yeah, it's, well, it's kind of like that. Dark Knight is something we still remember. Um, that'll hold up for a while. I don't know. What? Because I know a lot of the times the ones that win the best picture, you know, aren't the audience pleasing. You know, we forget them, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, you forget the winners sometimes. Or at least that are nominated. I didn't really like La La Land. I hated whatever Birdman. You know, like all his... I loved Birdman, uh, and watching it, I enjoyed the crap out of La La Land, but it's like as soon as it ended, I'm like, I have problems. <laughs> It's so, it's got so many problems in it. Yeah. But sitting there watching it, I'm like, oh, it's a nice little musical. Yeah, I mean, Moonlight, which actually won, was was fine, but. Yeah, yeah. Moonlight won. 
Yeah, you get that a lot where like the big movie was it Saving Private Ryan got beat by Shakespeare in Love? Is that oh, is that the year? I don't know. Which I was fine with. I loved Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> There's a really good argument to be made why Saving Private Ryan should have won, or maybe why Thin Red Line should have won that year, or whatever. There's always arguments, and now they nominate more movies up for Best Picture. It's like, well, it could be any of these. It could be this other movie that I loved. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, because like 1917, I don't think, is in theaters yet, so I was like, of course. Yeah, it's going wide this Friday, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, and it's a great movie. If people, there are people who want to see it, and I think they'll enjoy it. And it does what it does pretty well. But then, I mean, there's little movies that probably deserve even more. I mean, Marriage Story is already on Netflix, so mm-hmm. people can watch that, but it kind of, because it's on Netflix, it doesn't feel like a movie as much. Yeah, that's true. It, to some yeah, people. yeah, it feels like it might as well be a Netflix original. Crappy I'm spoiled. I live in LA, and so all of these movies are available <laughs> at some yeah, point. Yeah. Like when the Oscars come next month, I will have seen every movie that's nominated. Yeah. Usually the weekend before the Oscars, I see all of the short films. Oh, yeah. In, in like a day, I'll go see all 15 of them because they make them available. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to and... bring all my favorite animated shorts. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I like to watch those, especially on Netflix later on. Mm-hmm. Like the animated shorts. They used to have, I, I loved when Nef- when now it seems like this is a long time ago, when, Net- when Netflix sent DVDs out. Yeah. One of the things I got from them was there were collections of Oscar nominated short films. Mm-hmm. And you could order the disc of like the animated films that were up for award in 2000. And I'm like, that's really cool. <laughs> you could just watch this. Now on Amazon Prime, you can watch most of those. Some of them are on YouTube and some of them are really good. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube or they have the collections. Yeah. Yeah. They have, uh, what was it like? I think Feast was, I liked that one. The, the dog. I like the little bird one. I forgot what that one was called, but that was such a good one. Um, yeah, Disney Plus has all the Pixar oh ones. Gosh, all right, I gotta get to that yeah. one. Oh, now, now I'm remembering. Now looking at these 2019 movies, I'm remembering <laughs> that. So I, I'm going to be on on a podcast this week. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's about like crappy movies, and I have to watch X Men: Dark Phoenix. <laughs> not, <laughs> not sure how much I'm looking forward to that one. It's that movie's okay. It's it it feels like it got screwed somehow. I think in the post production almost, mm-hmm. where like they edited it to be a slightly different movie than it was. Oh, and so it it has good parts, and the actors are clearly trying to make something of it. But yeah, it's got problems. Was that only last year? That was recent too. You know, <laughs> there's so many movies. Whenever people say like it's all sequels and reboots, I'm like. Uh, go to a theater. No, we have Detective Pikachu, so no. <laughs> well, even that's based on a pre-existing thing, but then you get, like, well, Marriage Story, you get Wild Rose, let's see, on my top 12, Uncut Gems is original, I Lost My Body, I'm pretty sure it's original, it might be based on a book, I'm not sure. Us is in there. Good Boys, Long Shot. <laughs> yeah. Good Boys was hilarious. You know, you, you sure, you get a Toy Story 4, but you also get I Lost My Body, you get Blinded by the Light. It's a great little movie. Oh, yeah. Yesterday. You said you hadn't seen that one yet. It's, right, yeah, it's, I see yesterday. It's great. Judy. I mean, yeah, it's a biopic, and we've seen biopics before. I think there was even a TV miniseries or something about Judy Garland several years back. But it's a great movie and a fantastic performance. 
Oh, yeah, actually, the day after I saw Judy, I saw I didn't get to go to this film, but one of the Fathom events was the Meet Me in St. Louis on the big screen, which I haven't yeah. seen to see that one. But... I've seen that on the big screen, actually. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, you know what I like? Cool. Dumbo. <laughs> the remake? Yeah. Uh. <sighs> the most, it was okay. I hated the kids, which was the, ki- the kids were horror movie kids transplanted into act. a Disney movie. Yeah. Or, well, okay. I won't say they couldn't act. Tim Burton wasn't making them act. Yeah. I felt like it was a problem with the director where he was so enamored with his own visuals that he forgot to tell actors what to do. Oh. And so the adult actors are just doing what they do because they're, they've been doing it longer. Yeah. And the kids were just kind of, I'm going to open my eyes wider. Like, ugh. Like if an elephant flies off the ground in front of you, you should be freaking out the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and said they barely respond. I'm like, okay, whatever. They're used to, yeah. <laughs> had a lot of the, uh, I, I guess, for lack of a better term, like black remake, like what, what was it, what men want, little, because I think those mm, were yeah. both, yeah, kind of gender swapped and, yeah, which is it's fine. I mean, I I don't see as many comedies, for some of those, anyway. Yeah, and you know, I'm white, so I don't necessarily see many black movies. <laughs> I mean, I, I on it's on one of my top movies of the year is Last Black Man in San Francisco, which was a great movie, you know. And it was, I'm pretty sure, an original movie, not a remake or based on anything. But did anyone see that? No, it was on in a few theaters and then went away. Yeah. People act like they make remakes and reboots and sequels because they like, like, like it's not a a loop. It's not demand <laughs> out of like a demand, or it is. Yeah. It's not like they make those and then they make money so they make more. No, they make those. You go see them yeah. so they make more. Like You can't complain about them and then those be the top thing at the box office because mm-hmm. then you're the problem, not them. <laughs> what do you expect them to make? Yeah, new new scripts. Yeah. I used to have arguments online all the time with a guy who was, at the time, he was vice president in charge of like ratings at Sci-Fi Network. Mm-hmm. And we would argue about, like, why your TV show doesn't have to be number one in the ratings. I'm like, that's silly. Only one show can be number one in a time slot. You're a cable channel. Yeah. Being number three, number four, number five is fine. And then you worry about the cost. You know, you don't work at being number one and then cancel shows because they can't manage it. So. But then, then I'm blaming the producers and the network for that one. But maybe the opposite of my previous argument. Oh my gosh, I forgot about Aftermath. That has been a long time. That Kira Knightley movie. Oh, goodness. Mm. That was definitely a, a Shia LaBeouf year. We had Peanut Butter Falcon, Honey Boy. I saw both of those. I liked both of those, yeah. Yeah. I, I like where he's going as he gets older. He's into these nice little indie, kind of thoughtful, but definitely like feeling heavy movie. Yeah. Which is, it's cute. And then Honey Boy is basically autobiographical. You don't think he's like kind of trying, trying too hard, but then it might be, it's more of like a, well, this is him kind of. But I don't think he is. I think that's who Shia LaBeouf is. And yeah. We, he's just kind of growing into himself. I mean, Honey Boy is basically his life story. Yeah. Though that, yeah, that's true. In the movie, the character becomes a stuntman. He became an actor, but otherwise, it's his relationship with his father and how it like damaged him as he was growing up. So he's becoming who he is more, and I like who he's becoming. He makes interesting movies yeah. and gets involved in interesting movies. 
Like he was a big part in American Honey a couple years ago, which was a weird rambling movie that barely had a plot or any structure, but it was really cool. It was just a bunch of poor young people barely surviving. It was good. Trying to look at the comedies now. Palms. Palms was cute. What was? Palms with uh, Diane Keaton. And... Oh, I don't think I saw that. Oh, cute. It was like a. Uh, older women make a cheerleading team. Oh, I definitely didn't see that. Okay, I know which movie you mean. I know which movie you mean. Yeah, you know which one I mean. (laughs) Anyway, this, it's been like, I don't know, 20, I don't know how long this episode has been. But we're going long again, I think. So, one more time, Alice, where can listeners hear more from you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter, Ali Mej, A-L-I-M-E-Z-H, or on Facebook at Alice Lauren. Um, but make sure you message me just to let me know where you heard me. And, yeah, we can chat and be, be besties and everything. Um, I am doing the Now You've Seen It podcast. And so I've recorded Watchmen. Um, it's, it's a very whole whole new new podcast talking about nerdy movies with panelists and guests and obviously hosts. Um, but I'll also be talking about Die Hard, Scott Pilgrim, Groundhog Day, so lots of cool stuff down the pu- the pipeline there. I probably say something about what I'm doing in the outro, so listen up. Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cock Bull Minute, or find us in the Facebook listeners group, Cock and Bull Pub. Find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Lemming Drops.